as parents, there is so much we are always doing for our kids, helping them with schoolwork, racing them around, teaching them things. But when it really comes down to it, more than anything else, don't we just want our kids to feel completely loved? Unconditional love, love for who they are and what they want to be, love for their strengths and their weaknesses, all of it. Today, we're talking about all the ways I've learned to show my kids how very loved they are talking about how to make them feel so special on their birthdays and what kind of energy you have when they walk into the room. I'm sharing a few things we do before bed most days to really end the day on a high note and allow time for reflection on the day and to talk about anything that's going on. Also, sharing the cool thing I do with photos and videos to really make my kids feel loved and increase their self-confidence. This one is all about showing our kids all of our love Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. I really try to bring up topics on this podcast that I think are worth pausing to think about. You know, things that we all know and a lot of this stuff is not revolutionary or things you haven't heard, but my goal is to kind of make you stop and think about whatever it is. You know, whatever the topic is, I really think It's worth your time to hitting pause and just really thinking about just this. I feel like our lives are so busy and we're going in so many directions. So much of the growth that I've seen in my own life is from kind of like hitting the pause button and just focusing on one thing for a minute, like something that's really important because I've learned that sometimes I'll be going along and all of a sudden I'll realize, oh my gosh, I haven't even focused on this thing, you know, or my relationship with this person or whatever it is that just really needs that attention or it needs to, it needs intention. You know, I'm all about being intentional with our actions and being very self-aware and, you know, life is busy, especially if you, I mean, life is busy for all of us, but especially if you have multiple kids or you're working or you're balancing, all of us have so many things. So I feel like it's often challenging to stop and pause and think about everything. So we got to prioritize. But I thought that this topic in particular is definitely one that's worth hitting a pause. Because like I've shared in past podcasts, a lot of the you know mini mom fails I've realized that I've had in the past are when I was focusing so much on the next step, the next step, the future, tomorrow, what needs to be done, what needs to be handled. And I was really trying my best and always had the best intentions. But a lot of times I wasn't slowing down to really like realize what each kid needs at that moment. Or maybe what might I can tell based on their actions and their words, what one kid might be needing more of than they usually do or something like that. You know, it just, we really got to pause, especially right now when life is so crazy and, and most days feel like they're at a level 10 out of 10. We still have to maintain our composure, you know, and try to not always work in survival mode, especially when things are so crazy, but really have, you know, 
to have that reflection time to make sure our priorities are in the right place. And so today we're talking about love and we're talking about showing our kids how loved they are. Talking about mini mom fails. I feel like, I mean, I've, like all of us, I always have loved my kids, you know, like crazy and unconditionally and all that stuff. But I realized that sometimes when I wasn't being intentional with it and focusing on it, maybe my actions and my words didn't reflect, you know, how I actually felt. And, um, you know, I wasn't being exactly how I wanted to be. So today's episode is all about that. It's about being intentional about loving our kids. Like I said, that unconditional love, supporting them through the rough patches, even if we don't love their choices sometimes, just still making them feel so unconditionally loved. I loved Brene, I love Brene Brown's talks about parenting and how she says when your child is, you know, making less than desirable decisions. I love how she says, you know, you're a really good girl, but that was just a really bad choice. You know, like even when we have to reprimand our kids and, you know, try to re-guide our kids to make what we think are the best decisions, making sure we're always still reinforcing that love and that self-confidence and that acceptance. We all want our kids to feel accepted and proud of who they are, even, you know, when they're making mistakes and not the best decisions and so, like I said, this podcast is all about kind of focusing on that. So first, I kind of have a whole list here of just like the hacks I've learned and the different things that I've learned that I implement um, that I wish I would have known when I, you know, started started out on this parenting journey as we, you know, are always trying to figure out new things. But here we go. First up, being so happy when your kids walk in the room. Now this goes back to like a lot of times we're overwhelmed, you know, maybe we're late and we're trying to hurry up and prepare prepare breakfast. Maybe you've raced down and you're trying to fix breakfast and they come in and the first thing you kind of say to them is something hurried like you're not even dressed, go up and get dressed or, you know, did you even brush your teeth or or something, you know, something. It's just easy for the first thing that we say, especially if we're in a hurry to kind of be barking at them. And so I am very intentional. And this is one of the things that I have been, listen, I will always call out my fails. This is one of the things that I've always really been pretty good at because I just think the energy you bring to the room sets the tone of the the moment, the day, the conversation, the everything. So with I try to do this with everyone that I interact with, but especially with my kids because you know they're so young and impressionable. And a lot of times their parents and specifically their mommy you know, sets the tone for, for their tone and their frame of mind. And our, our kids look up to us so much that, you know, how we start out the moment and the day is so important. So focus on being so happy when they walk in the room, even if you're stressed, even if you just burnt the toast, even if, you know, you've already told them to get dressed or whatever, and they're not listening. I just think being so happy and giving them that huge smile and, you know, if you have time, bend down, give them a hug, ask them how they slept or, or when they walk in the house or when they get in the car at carpool or they come inside from playing, whatever it is. I mean, obviously, if they're coming in and out of the house, that doesn't work, you know, all day, every day to, you know, throw a parade. But you know what I mean? Overall, the best thing is just to show excitement, excitement to see them. I am so excited to see you. Even if it's across the room with a nice big smile, I just think it's so valuable and I think it goes a long way. And I think that it in one second, it makes your kids feel so loved. So if you're not already doing this, 
figure out a way to, to kind of implant this in your brain. Be so happy when they walk in the room. Be able to shake off the little things or anything that's bothering you or anything you're racing around about and realize that in that second, that's the most important thing is making them feel loved when they walk in the room. Next up, I really try to focus on what they're doing right and not just what they're doing wrong. You know, so say you get a test back. Maybe your kids are a little bit older and they're getting grades. Say you get a test back and instantly our eyes go to like, what did they miss rather than what did they get right? I always think back on the test because I always look for the red marker, you know, the red or the green pen, Xing it out thinking, okay, what did they do wrong? What do we need to focus on fixing? And in the last couple of years, I've really tried to be intentional about focusing on what they're doing right. And then, you, of course, we need to talk about what needs improvement. But I try to talk about what they're doing right first and genuinely, you know, my gosh, I love how I saw you play on the playground and invite other people and include other people. But, you know, I was really bummed out when at the end, when you didn't win and you were kind of, you know, a sore loser and you weren't kind to your friends, you know, like a balance like that to where they they feel loved. And I'm not trying to, you know, give everyone an eighth place, place trophy and I'm not trying to um, make them live in a padded room. Totally the opposite. We're, I'm trying to raise my kids so they grow up tough and resilient, but also kind and considerate of others. And so um, I think a big part of this is, of course, focusing on what they need to improve on. That's our job as parents, but also focusing on what they do right. Mention that first and put more emphasis on what they do right than what they're doing wrong. Next up, don't put your dreams on your kids. You know, this is so hard and you know, especially with different cultures and different families, we all have different perspectives on things, on what we what we want our kids to do, how we want them to spend their time, if we want them to go to college and where and what we want them to be like and who we want them to be with and where we want them to live, all the things at every stage, we have some sort of idea of what we want for our kids. And it's so hard to kind of let go and let what they want be more important than what we want for them. You know, this could be a whole other podcast on its own and I'll do lots of other stuff about this because, you know, I've really done a deep dive lately on kind of researching people who have chosen not to go to college because, you know, they had a different path. They knew what they wanted. They knew it was important to them. And um, they didn't want to have all this kind of unnecessary college debt if their vision was something that didn't require college, which is so crazy to think about because we've always, you know, grown up thinking you go to high school, then you go to college, you go to, you know, as good of a college as you can get into. And that's, that's just the requirement. But, and I still think for, you know, the majority of people that is still the thinking and that's probably the best idea, but I just mean being open-minded to where, we don't have this set idea of what our kids have to be, you know? And this can come in so many forms. I mean, I know so many families who have challenges where, you know, their kids are questioning their sexuality or the body that they're living in or so many things like this, so many things that, you know, when our baby is born, we don't think that we're going to face these issues. But what I've learned from my own experience and from talking to other close friends and seeing struggles and, and reading books and parenting audiobooks and all the things I really think the best way we can actually show our kids how much we love them is to embrace their dreams, not put our dreams on them. And listen, even if you're super conservative and you have all these ideas, 
I really think, how about just this? How about just take a beat? You know, just be open-minded and just take a beat. So if they come to you and say, okay, listen, sit down, mom, dad, I've decided fill in the blank. Just wait, just wait. Uh, Don't say anything. Just take a beat. Okay. Because this moment could be huge for them. They could have, it could have taken them months to work up the courage for this conversation. I mean, listen, they could have thought of it two seconds before too, but you just don't know. And I really believe the more we can be open-minded, don't respond quickly, just give a beat before you answer and realize that what you say, they could remember forever. You know, you don't have to answer immediately because, you know, you can't take back what you can't, what you say and they can't unhear it. So I really think that focusing on our kids' dreams and letting them dream, even if it's not exactly what we had in mind for them, is just so valuable and so important. Okay, I feel like that was pretty heavy. Now let's go on to birthdays. I love birthdays and I love making birthdays so special. I'm going to put out so much more content on this because I think there are so many really easy ways and inexpensive ways to, and and listen, ways that don't require a ton of energy. I know I talk to a lot of moms on direct message on Instagram who are like, I just don't have your energy and I get it. But by the way, if you missed my energy podcast last week, you have to listen to that because it's a very good one. Um, but I think that there's so many ways that are easy and that are very inexpensive to make your kids really feel special on their birthday. So here goes. First, decorate their room. It doesn't have to be a tradition. You don't have to, even if you've never done it before, it's super fun. The night before, decorate their room. You can literally get a bag of $3 balloons and $3 streamers. And for under $10, you can decorate every inch of their bedroom with streamers and balloons. And you know, you could hang a banner, you can make stuff, whatever it is, I think it's really fun. And if there are other kids in the family, I love um, after whoever's birthday it is goes to bed, waking up the other kids, and then you decorate the room quietly all together, I think is really special. And it teaches the other kids that it's important to celebrate other people. It's not just about them. And the birthday girl or boy just wakes up feeling so special on their birthday because their whole their whole room feels like a party, you know? And I feel like in times when maybe you aren't doing a birthday party for whatever reason, this makes them feel like a party. Kids, you know, kids don't care. They don't have to have extravagant things. They just want to feel special and loved. And I feel like decorating their room just starts their day awesome. Like you can't have a, you know, it's very difficult to have a bad birthday when it starts out with, with all this effort and love and celebration and decorations in your room. So decorate their room. Ideally the night before, I think it sets the tone for such a great birthday. I always do a little photo shoot, um, at my house. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen these a week or two before each birthday girl or birthday boy's birthday. And I love it because for me, it captures that moment in time. Like whatever I try to bring in, whatever it is they like at that moment or they're doing. So my little guy, um, loves firefighters and astronauts. So for his birthday shoot that we just did, I set up a kind of a tent, a firehouse tent and brought all his fire trucks he already has. And we put it, um, just around the corner from our house by a little park. And it was so sweet. He played, played with all of it. The tent was brand new. So he was excited to play in it. He went up a tree a little bit like he was going to rescue a kitten from the tree. He's turning, he just turned three. And so it was so sweet. It was such a cool moment in time. So I do this now with my photographer, videographer, Greg, who I absolutely love. He like, I mean, he is truly an artist and he captures 
the moment that these kids are in at each age. And even my older girls at eight and nine, I try to pick an outfit they love or a prop they love or, you know, whatever, something silly from TikTok or arrange balloons or colors or confetti or a cake, whatever it is that they would be excited about. And he captures their mannerisms and their smile and their look and all of it. And so much of this, you can absolutely do yourself. I've done the photo shoots completely myself and it's fun. Again, so much more content coming about doing your own photo shoots at home, but I wanted to mention it here because I love doing it at each birthday. It just makes you do it more than the once a year kind of family holiday card photos. And I think it's just a great way to, first of all, have fun photos for their year and just kind of pause. It helps me not make all the years go by so fast and blur together because I remember I take I take time like a month before I say, okay, what are they into? What photos would really represent this moment in time and what they're like and what they like doing? And then I order some things and then, you know, right before the shoot, I set it up and we shoot it and I just love it. So you might want to think about that, doing a photo shoot a week or two before their birthday. And then the bonus is I blow up. So I'll do five by sevens and eight by tens of my favorite photos from the shoot and I'll display it at their birthday party. So we have kind of most recent photos of them at their birthday party, and it makes for another little kind of special table. Um, I also do something fun that day that's just for them. So maybe they pick an activity or an outing or a restaurant, but I always try to make sure, depending on if they have school or not, that we're doing something really special that they want to do. And I talk to them about it so they're involved in the plan, and it could be something that's 30 minutes. It could be something that takes all day but just something that's like they want to do. Like on my birthday, I did this and that was awesome. Whatever that is for the birthday girl or boy, I think that's really fun to do. Also, I like to have some sort of other special surprise moment. So I will share on Instagram story what I did for my little guy. He loves Toy Story. So I did a little thing where I tied a whole bunch of Toy Story toys to some string and I had it coming down from his from his window, his, his bedroom is positioned in a way that totally works for this. So it was coming all the way down to our front lawn. And so when he woke up, he saw that Buzz Lightyear was in his window. And he was like, what is happening? So we ran down the stairs and then he could see that all the toys were cl- trying to climb up the string to get into his room. And it's one of those things that like, I was so happy I thought of it. And then I researched, and I had seen ways that other people had done kind of something similar. So I kind of just created my own version of it. I went on Etsy and ordered a sign that said happy third birthday Parker. And I hit it, I hung it really low, kind of in the front bushes, like the toys put the banner there. And then before bed, also on Etsy, I ordered him a Toy Story shirt that said Parker birthday boy with a big three on it with Toy Story characters. And I put him in it as his pajamas. So when he woke up, he was wearing his little Toy Story shirt. Then he his room was decorated with the balloons. And I put his presents. Another thing, I love it. If you're going to have a party and other people are bringing presents, I love putting my kids' presents in their room when I decorate it at night. So when they wake up, they can just open them. Like, why wait? Why wait till the end of the day? Most likely, they'll have other presents for from friends or family. So I love decorate the room and open the presents first thing in the morning. I just think that's so fun for kids. Um, so anyways, he ran down the stairs and he saw, and he was just like, oh, like the most magical, like watery eyes, like the, the Toy Story t- toys are trying to get in my room. 
Like he just loved it. Then he ran back up the stairs and we helped him pull the string so that he could bring all the toys in the room. And we put all of them in like one special kind of little basket in the room. So they made it up to the room and it was just, it was so cool. And it wasn't, you know, it's, a lot of these things take advanced planning and some creative thinking and some searching on Google or Pinterest. But you know, like that one like surprise moment of the day for my older kids, I've done scavenger hunts or I've done like a mashup video that I um, put together. I had their friends like record a little video message and then I played that first thing in the mornings saying happy birthday if they weren't going to school or if they were in quarantine and couldn't see their friends. There's so many little ways you can do, depending on your kids' ages, little ways you can do some sort of surprise, magical moment. And this was probably my favorite one that I've ever done, maybe because it was the most recent, but just, he was so excited with the Toy Story toys, I'm telling you. And just after seeing the movie so many times, to see the toys like trying to climb up and get in his room with the little banner, the whole thing was just very, very cool. So if you can think of a special moment, like I said, put it on your calendar a month before the birthday because, you know, to get some things in, like I said, a lot of these things weren't expensive. I ordered the Toy Story set on walmart.com and then there wasn't a set with all of them. So I had to order like three of them individually on Amazon. And then I had the string to tie them together. I ordered the banner and the shirt on Etsy. Neither one of them were over $20. So a lot of these things, aren't super expensive. It just, you know, requires some advanced planning and some thoughts some search online and um, just think about it ahead of time. And you can really create a really special moment. And then it's cool because the day is made like anything else that happens in the day is just a bonus because there's already been so much, you know, coolness. Okay. So I think that's all for birthdays. I'm going to do so many more podcasts on birthdays because I just think that your kids feeling special on their birthday is not just that one day. It really helps their self-confidence and their overall feeling of love. So we're going to talk so much more about that, but I want to get on to bedtime because I think that bedtime is such an important time of the day for your kids and for you. So my first tip is something I've learned through error and that's Put your kids to bed at a decent time so they still get the best of you, not what's left of you, you know? Like so often, even still, I'll make the mistake of I don't stick to enough of a bedtime to where we're all overtired. And by the end of the day, I'm just like, please get to bed. Like you're not listening. Go to bed. Please get to bed. And that's not how I want to end the day with kind of like a tense tone. Not at all. So set a good bedtime, you know, and give yourself some cushions Set an earlier bedtime then you really think, well, you know, give yourself an extra extra half hour so that you're not frustrated and they're not going to bed with the last thing they hear from you being frustrated. So set a good time and allow yourself enough time after they go to bed so you can still be your own human and wind down and have a bath and talk to your spouse, talk to your friends, do whatever it is you do, but don't push the bedtime so late to where everyone's overtired and no longer their best selves. Also, allow time for your kids to talk to you. So this is something I've really learned with my girls. Again, they're eight and nine now, but I've learned that my kids don't want to talk about the day when they get in the car. First, it's just, I mean, they're still all going, going, going because you know, the day, you know, they just hop in the car and I'll say, how was your day? What happened? Who'd you play with? Who'd you sit by at lunch? Like that's not when they want to talk about it. And I think as talking to my friends about it, that's how most kids are. They want to get in the car. They want to have a snack. They want to go to their activities. 
or if it's in summer or at homeschool, whatever it is, you, I think that a great time for reflecting on the day and having one-on-one time with you is before bed. So what I try to do, and this definitely does not happen every night, but it happens more nights than it doesn't. I try to lay with each kid or just sit with them in their bed for just a couple minutes and just kind of tell them I love them, talk about the next day, talk about the day, nothing pressured or forced, but I really found that giving them my one-on-one attention at that time, we've taken a bath or shower, we're in our jammies, we're cozy, you know, they're kind of like warmed up. It's like your skin's, you know, nice and warm. And if anything's weighing heavily on them from the day, they're more open to talk about it. And, you know, it's one-on-one. So things that they might not want to bring up at the dinner table or in the car ride home, it's one-on-one. And I felt like I've really been able to connect with my kids on a different level and understand how they think and what they're going through and uh, be able to be the best parent I can be because I'm listening to them, not always just talking at them. So having those moments at night, having that dedicated time in bed, one-on-one with each kid has really helped my relationship with them. And I think they would say helped them feel more loved and supported because they're going to bed kind of like with a clear heart, right? Anything that's bothering them, anything that's on their chest, they've gotten off their chest and they feel like, you know, they had a moment with just you. This is the hardest thing for me is, you know, between all the meals and the homework and the racing and the picking up the house, like to give time to, well, my husband too, let's call them all four of the kids, my husband and each of the three kids like to give it, that's hard to do. But I'm telling you, if you move bedtime a little bit earlier, so you're not so exhausted and you just, you're intentional about spending time with each of them, even if it's just two minutes, it just gives them the opportunity to talk and feel that love and connection, give a couple extra hugs. I really, I read something a little while ago that was like, you got to give 10 hugs a day. And I was like, some days I probably only hug my kids one time each just because we're busy. So it just gives you more hug time, you know, gives them hugs and kisses and that love and embrace that I think really goes a long way. So if you're not already doing something like this, try it out. I think that it could really, really, really bring like that extra depth and support to your relationship with your kids. The last thing, one of my favorite things we've added to our nighttime routine is I take my phone and I ping it through our Apple TV so that the photos and the videos show up on the screen. I love this. And I swear it is so great for their confidence because we're watching videos. Usually it's just videos from that day or the week or if someone had a performance or they learned, uh, they they recited a poem or they were practicing something for school. I will replay it and I make sure it's always even between the kids and I'll play videos of them playing in the pool or just any random photos and videos, more videos than photos that I've taken throughout the week and I put them up on the screen and we all laugh and support each other because listen, life is not always easy and you know, sometimes we have, there's conflicts and there's things that each person deals with and sometimes um, someone's in a grumpy mood or all of us or we have stress as adults and it's hard for that not to rely on kids. I just don't want this to come through as like, we watch, you know, we watch videos of washing our own cars and we laugh and we smile. Like, no, we, like we are, we are so real. And I really try to be so honest and give an honest perspective of, listen, life is tough and so many unexpected things come our way. 
and there's, there's sadness and how do we want to get into all that? We all know all this. Like there's so many things that we have to deal with. I feel like it's like, you're just trying to fend off the challenges and the obstacles and the things to find those moments of bliss and love and encouragement and support. And that's what I found by replaying our videos on Apple TV through the kind of screen sharing thing is it just makes us all laugh and support each other and make fun of each other. So it's like self-confidence, it's love, it's support, it's making each, like not focusing on the little things, not getting so stressed about things that don't matter, giving them, you know, the ability to laugh at themselves and laugh at each other, not take things so personally. And also it helps with like memory, reflect on the week, reflect on the month, what we did, what we saw, what we learned, what we went through. I just love showing videos and I love doing it after bath kind of a way to wind down. So if you're doing like movies and sometimes we'll do movies or cartoons or whatever before bed too, but I just think this is so valuable. If the whole family can put down their devices and, you know, spend five minutes, 20 minutes watching videos that you've taken on your phone, I think is so, so fun and has value at so many levels. A couple other quick hacks before we wrap up, wrap up this episode. I love little love notes. So when they're going to school, putting notes in their lunches, I think that there's no, there's no end to the lunch notes. They just kind of change their message. But I think that just, you know, sends your love with them or little surprise notes in their backpack or this summer, if they're going to camp, maybe popping something in their snack or something like that. I just think that love notes go a long way. It makes them feel loved even when you're not with them. I love having framed pictures in the house. You know, it's, it's, I feel like it's one of the hardest things to keep up on. But having framed pictures in the house and in their room, I think just makes them feel loved, and especially pictures that don't have to be the perfect picture, but it's just like a really great memory. You know, like your favorite moments or their favorite moments or a big accomplishment. I just think having recent pictures of them up around the house is really great for them feeling overall loved, you know? The last thing I wanted to touch on is about not losing it and not losing your cool and not letting the little things bother you to where you're not showing, to where they remember that from the day rather than all the love you gave them. You know, I've really learned over the years that when I haven't been able, like when I'm about to lose my cool and I, then I do lose my cool, if I could have just talked myself out of it, then... I don't know. The day would have just, that's what they would, they would have remembered feeling love, not like, oh, mom lost it and yelled. You know, I've done quite a few podcasts on this. So look back on those if you haven't heard them already about trying, about not losing your cool and talking yourself out of, out of it. Like I literally tell myself if I can feel myself losing it, a lot of times it's in the kitchen for some reason. Things are stressing or, you know, something drops or the kids aren't sitting down or they're complaining or they're touching each other and arguing. It's so easy to just be like, stop it, you know, just like, I'm off. But then it's just like, oh, that just, that's not who I want to be. And even though I'm probably totally justified, like we all are in losing it, I just don't want to because then I've, then I've just, then I've, then I've just lost my cool and I, the situation has won. And I, oh, I just really try to pep talk myself. This is not going to break me. I got this. And I just think that is how we have more good days than bad days because we're being intentional about our words and just trying to not lose our cool, not let the little things that don't really matter become bigger than they need to be, you know? 
then the kids remember all those loving moments and not the moment that mom lost her shit in the kitchen over the yogurt on the wall, you know? So many of the things I talked about today, I'll talk about in future podcasts and really dive into more. But this episode just felt like the right episode for right now. You know, I feel like we all love our kids, but I feel like especially right now in this period of time, we're all holding our kids a little bit tighter and giving them extra kisses before bed and just really doing some good reflection time on love and family and everything that's important to us. And I think showing our kids our love and our unconditional love is such a valuable thing and so valuable that it's worth us taking a pause, hitting the pause button on our lives and thinking about what are we doing? What are we doing right now that is that, that we're happy with? Like, yes, like I am doing a great job at that. And what things are we doing in, in this arena that we're like, you know what? Now that I think about it, I could actually do this a lot better or add this or this into our routine. I always try to identify like where we're going sideways. Like, you know, sometimes I'll feel like our family dinners are not positive enough. Okay, so then I'll, I'll try to hack that and change it up and don't just stick in the routine, but change it up so that the conversation is different and the energy is different. So there, if there is a routine going, a pattern that you feel like is making your house, you know, have a less loving vibe, switch it up, change it up so that you can show your kids just how much you love them so often, you know, and they feel it from your actions and from your words and from the overall vibe in your house. I feel like it's so important. And if, and I think it's the best thing we can do for our kids is show them how much we love them all the time unconditionally. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the support. I always post um, on Instagram whenever I post a podcast at Lindsay's Cloud. Please comment. Let me know what you got out of this episode, what you want to hear more of, what you love, what I could improve on, (laughs) any of it. I'm up for all of it. And also, if you have a second, hop over to iTunes and give us a review because that really, really helps us on um, on this journey. You know, this podcast is kind of small but mighty, and it means so much to me that I hear from so many of you about the positive impact that it's made in, in your lives in a little way or in a big way. That's why I do it, and that's why I love it, and I am so grateful for you. I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.